0: such a pleasure to to come home because home, uh, I have a very special love for this city. Hey everybody, this is the T3 Sports Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Tyler Mason. I'll let my host introduce himself.
1: Todd uh, here, number one Chargers fan in
0: Minnesota. That's, there's no debate about that, I don't think, really. I don't
1: think there's a lot of competition, at least we, not that I've encountered.
0: We just encountered a handful today. Uh, this podcast is kind of a special edition, a little bit. We're going to be giving our review of the new U.S. Bank Stadium, the new home of the Minnesota Vikings. Todd and, and myself, along with uh, our good friend Kyle, just took in the Vikings-Chargers preseason game today. So we're going to tell you uh, what we thought about it. Um, Todd, I guess just just first off, we uh, we got some upper deck tickets, third-level seats. Uh, you're a big Chargers fan. I guess we should preface it by saying Todd's a big Chargers fan, doesn't care for the Vikings at all. Mm-hmm. I'm actually both a Vikings and Chargers fan. Uh, kind of a long story, a random story about how I became a Chargers fan, but that's mm-hmm. besides the point. So I went neutral today. I wore a Wisconsin Badgers shirt, uh, more so to annoy Todd than anything, but also to support the Badgers that were on both teams. Uh, Joel Stave, Melvin Gordon, who scored a touchdown today, and mm-hmm. Derek Watt, the fullback for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. So uh, And then Kyle was wearing Viking stuff. So we kind of had all our bases covered. But uh, you know, we got upper deck seats. And, you know, I don't know. I, let's start, I guess, with your, what your expectations were of the stadium before we got in there, what you had read and heard, and, and, you know, what your, I guess, what your preconceived notions were going to be about the stadium.
1: Well, it seems, you know, you, you hear about all the, uh, the amenities, of course, and um, the, you know, every, everything that's new, um, obviously the latest and greatest in, in technology, you know, size of the, uh, the video screen and concessions, you know, elite-level concessions, Wi-Fi, and every railing, and, and so on and so forth. So um, it, it, it sort of gets to be um, a, a little bit noisy when you talk about new stadiums because they've all got, you know, the latest and greatest this and that. Um, and so I, I guess what I was most um, interested to see was uh, the roof because this is, you know, sort of an indoor stadium like we haven't really seen before. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's not totally um you know an opaque roof it it lets a lot of light in so it's it, it kind of seemed like a different stadium from that point so i guess i was sort of expecting like um you know your your general uh, football stadium with uh, sort of this twist of like um you know a roof that would make you feel maybe like you were a little bit more outdoors
0: yeah that's i think that's a pretty fair uh you know fair expectation you know i i really didn't know what to expect i'd seen plenty of pictures and everything and mm-hmm. i to be honest i my expectations were a little bit low i mean i We've talked about this before off air about just football stadiums in general there's especially an indoor stadium there's just doesn't seem to be a whole lot you can do you know for the most part to make it really unique whereas compared to a baseball field you know you have different dimensions you can play with just a lot of different options whether it's an outdoor park or you know retractable roof any of that kind of stuff but it just you, know, you look at the major league baseball stadiums and, and ballparks and there's just a lot more character to those and you, you look around the NFL and you don't there's not many stadiums you think of, and you go, "Wow, that's a stadium I'd really like to see." You know, for the stadium itself, not so for the team or the town or anything like that. You know, Lambeau Field may be one that some people talk about just because of the history and the uniqueness of being in a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know neither of us likes the Packers here, but that's—I mean—that's maybe one of the few examples of a stadium that people would make a destination. So mm-hmm. I was just curious to see if there was going to be anything that really made it unique or made it stand out in any way. You know, the Metrodome, as we all know, had really no character to it. Uh, maybe even a lack of. Um, But so I was just kind of interested to see if there's things throughout the stadium um, that would kind of make it stand out uh, besides obviously the roof, too. So Mm -hmm. uh, that was kind of what I was going into looking looking towards uh, and and also seeing the noise factor, what it was like. And I was curious about the roof, too, and and really more so the sun and how that was going to play into whether there'd be shadows on the field. And this is a noon kickoff, too, which will be, you know, a lot of games. Actually, I think this year they have a lot of primetime games. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in general, in the NFL, it would probably be a lot of noon home games. If they play
1: during the day, it'll probably be at noon.
0: Right, mm-hmm. right. So, you know, that's that's what they're going to be dealing with. And so we kind of got to look at that. Um, let's, I guess let's walk through our, our experience here. We, we parked by Target Field, actually, took the light rail in, which I would recommend. I don't know if you would uh, suggest the same thing.
1: Yeah, I'd say for sure. I mean, we, you know, we didn't experience the parking situation over on the east side of downtown. But um, I, I got to imagine that that's the easiest way to go It's 50 cents each way. Right. You know, you ride in downtown. And um, yeah, I think free if, parking
0: on the street, too.
1: Free parking on the street, as long as there's not another event going on, you know, Target Field or anything. But uh, today, of course, there wasn't. And so, yeah, I think that's the way to go. I mean, I, I'm a go for season ticket holder, and that's the way that we go to, to go for games, too.
0: Right. And yeah, I mean, I can only imagine. I think I know for one of the concerts when I drove by, one of the concerts that was at the new stadium, they were charging 40 to 50 bucks for the parking, you know, in the immediate vicinity of the stadium. Mm-hmm. I'm sure different parts of downtown, uh, the prices varied. but if you're paying forty or fifty dollars to park for any event, you're doing it wrong. I mean you can yeah. you can take the train in, you can Uber, you can park farther away and walk. I mean, just don't pay forty dollars to park, please.
1: I can't imagine any normal, you know, family, you know, spending <laughs> right. that much on parking you right. know, when they come down. Unless somebody's giving you a tailgate pass, I would say, to avoid the whole area with your car entirely.
0: Right. So anyway, the light rail was the way to go, you know, plenty of Vikings fans on there. And then the light rail drops off on the, what direction of the stadium would that be? This would be the west side. The west side. So, so that's really where a lot of the gates were. And I think they kind of encouraged people to spread out. But our gate happened to be that one right there. Mm-hmm. So if you're, you know, check your tickets. But if you can go in, I think, in a gate, I don't think it really matters. So I think
1: you can. But uh, they, they try and, you know, sort of uh, shepherd people to the gate nearest to their seat to, right. to reduce congestion. And so um, What yeah. was ours,
0: the Legend Gate? Was that what it was uh, called? Legacy Gate. Legacy Gate, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Which was... It's kind of interesting, you know, everyone's used to the Metrodome where, you know, you you get your ticket scanned at the door and then you're in mm-hmm. the stadium. This is a little bit different where they they scan your ticket like 100 yards right, from, pretty far away. from you where you actually come in the door. To Which actually I kinda kind of liked, actually. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Um, you know, it, it sort of lets you.
0: You explore know, a little bit. Yeah,
1: and you, you kind of come in at your own pace. You know, you're not in a line the whole time. Right. Like you get your ticket scanned, and then you're sort of, for all intents and purposes, in the stadium. And then you can use, you know, whichever door you want to basically right. on that side
0: right and there's some other stuff out there in that plaza area too there's some inflatable things that maybe looked like you know for kids there was that mm-hmm. beer garden type thing what was that called the long tent the, or something the like long that. house long house
1: which i believe opens two hours before and is open until two hours after the game okay ends. so we did
0: not check that out but there mm-hmm. is that option too i mean otherwise huberts is right there that's always been there you know not a whole lot else right immediately close to the stadium that's that's still my yeah. biggest issue with with this new stadium i
1: i didn't see like how the plaza used to be you you know, mm-hmm. at the dome where they right. have, like, the the portables and stuff right. outside. I, it didn't look like that was still going on.
0: It, no, they used to have a lot of food options, uh, you know, yeah. kind of some, like, Famous Dave's and some other food options not food trucks, but food stalls, I guess. And yeah, it didn't really seem like, I guess I didn't really notice much of any of that. There's yeah. maybe a few, but not many.
1: Mm-hmm. And there was also that that Commons Park. Um, yep. Looked like there were some activities in there. But again, I didn't really see any uh, food or beverage Yeah, options. so
0: kind of limited in terms of just right immediately outside the stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, we got to that gate and then walked in, uh, I guess you know it's behind one of the end zones. What was your initial impression when you walked right in?
1: Um, my impression was I was impressed. Uh, I mean, you walk in there and then you see, you know, the whole stadium bowl and and the lighting and everything. And um, it's very wide open. And I think right when you walk right in, particularly for the first time, you know, it looks it looks very impressive.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I you know, like I said before, I kind of had low expectations just in terms Mm -hmm. of its ability to wow me and. I don't know if I was wild when I first walked in, but I thought, okay, this is this is pretty cool. Um, you know, it's like it's, I get it, you know, right? Like, okay, right. yeah. And then, you know, the one thing was that that entrance there was so many people that were doing the same thing we were doing, trying to take pictures and you know, kind of looking at it. So it was a little bit congested there, which I imagine that'll die down as mm-hmm. you know, as the year goes on and people get you know, people have been there by then. But yeah, just to see the you know, the sun coming in and just to kind of get the overall vibe, it was it was pretty cool. Um, I, I'm trying to think of any th- any other initial impressions that I had, but that was. You know, the biggest one is that it you know it was this was pretty neat.
1: Yeah, you come in and it's like, you know, you're you're right there. You can see, you know, sort of the, the whole structure for the first time. And um, like you said though, like you get, you know, a few steps into it and then you're in right. the concourse. Right. And there's a lot of people in there.
0: And you and I were just at the state fair. You were there two days ago and I was mm-hmm. there yesterday. And I mean, some of the crowds. We'll we'll get to more of the concourse stuff, but I mean, right away, I felt like I was back at the state fair because we could barely Mm -hmm. move. I mean, it was just a swarm of people. It might have been more busy or more congested than the state fair in some regards.
1: Oh, I, I think so for sure. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see anything at the state fair that was quite like this. Right.
0: So we, we did. What did we do? A little bit of a lap, kind of half a lap or so, and then went to go find our seats. We were going to do a full lap, but we just, we didn't have time to. Right. So we got up to the three hundred level. One thing that I found kind of weird is there was really only one way to get up to that 300 level it seemed or not not many options and back in the metrodome i think there's a lot you know it was elevators or staircases mm-hmm. or ramps or whatever it seemed like there's only a few maybe one or two spots where you could get up to the second and third deck i mean I unless th- i missed it yeah. when we were walking around
1: i think that there were two um we could have gone up right away when we came in i think right but uh we did the half lap and we had to wait until we got to the other end basically right. to have another chance to go upstairs. So
0: kind of on either end of the, you know, we're behind the either end zone pretty mm-hmm. much is where you get up to the upper deck. Yeah,
1: unless there was something else we missed. I think those were the only two opportunities to get up to the 300s. Right, right. You can get up to the 200s in a bunch of different places because you can access that level from the main concourse. Right. Um, but, yeah, it seemed like um, the 300s you got to plan a little bit.
0: Right. Well, why don't we get into the concourse issue, I guess, since we're talking about walking through it. Like I said before, it was it was congested in a lot of areas, you know, n- not everywhere in fairness was was as crazy as that, but there were definitely some spots where it would bottleneck. Uh you know, the big issue we talked about was there would be, you know, a food a main kind of built-in food stand on one end and right across from it would be a little beer cart or another food cart or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you got people waiting in line on both sides of the concourse and then in the meantime you're still trying to get traffic through, you know, both directions and that that seemed like something that I think they could probably fix if they move some of the, you know, the, uh, not permanent food vendors or whatever, but it just seemed like uh, kind of an oversight a little bit in that regard.
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. It was a little weird um, how, you know, there were some, um, there were like permanent concession stands that had like a rope system so yep. that people weren't you know, just
0: spilling out into the concourse, right?
1: Um, but then there were some stands that that was completely absent at, and there were some, like you said, that had a portable stand, like literally directly across from it, that right. it was just you know completely making it, you know, I don't know, twenty twenty five feet wide, something like that. Um, so it, it, it's it was a little weird to see because, like, you know, even at um, like the the XL Energy Center, which is right. you know quite a bit older, there there are areas where. Um, the concessions are like there's an indentation mm-hmm. that goes outward so that most of the people who are in line for that are standing out of the way of the concourse. Right. And it, it it's weird because it, it wasn't a site, I think, that was particularly small to build a stadium on.
0: No, I mean, they did have, you know, they had to work with what was already there the, right. with the Metrodome. But I still think the footprint was big enough and just they probably could have done something to widen them. Even just a few feet would have made a difference. But, yeah, yeah it, you know, I, I saw some people... Because I, I tweeted out about the concourses and I posted, I tweeted a few pictures. Uh, if you're interested to see them, at Tyler Mason 21, uh, just of the congestion and the traffic in the concourses. And a few people, or one or two people, mentioned that you know the footprint they had to work with it was only so big. And I, I get that to an extent, but you know I got to think there is another way to, to widen them. I that was one thing I I thought the concourses were going to be. You know, super wide, mm-hmm. but
1: they weren't. They weren't. They weren't. The, the upper level one wasn't any wider than the metro. Right. One. Yeah. I mean, w-
0: even in the upper deck, we still had the same issue. Mm-hmm.
1: Someone might, you know, say it is, you know, that's a few feet wider or something, but it wasn't practically different. Right. And, um. Uh, yeah, they could maybe take away those portables and that would make a difference, but, I mean, you saw the lines that are already existing at the permanent concession right. stand, so if there's less...
0: Right, well, I wouldn't suggest taking them away completely. I'm just saying move them so they're not mm-hmm. right across from each other at the very least, but, yeah, yeah I mean, something.
1: Yeah, it was... Um, yeah, it was a little bit puzzling, and uh, we went down at halftime, and I mean, there were plenty of people that were still in line at the concession stands after the second half had started. Right. So, uh, I mean, I don't even know what I could recommend to, to people other than just don't eat. Right.
0: Eat before you go. Yeah. Get brunch like we did. Yeah. I
1: mean, honestly, that's really <laughs> really the best advice. Like, if you just get, you know, if you get there in plenty of time, like we did, and you, you know, go right to your seat and you right. sit down and you watch the game there, great. Right. No problem whatsoever. But if you want to go and sort of like how people have gotten used to, I think, having an experience at Target Field. Right. Um, you know, going to different places, getting different food, different beers. I don't think that's really in the cards for it's not practical yeah here, unless yeah. if you want to unless you want to miss a lot of the game
0: right and speaking of the food like you said we didn't get any food we did we did get some beer so we did that but the food like just looking at it as we walked by there's a few things that were intriguing but nothing that really jumped out to me in terms of being overly you know you, you mentioned target field and it seems like they really you know every year they're trying to do something new or mm-hmm. you know kind of some unique things some local things as well. I think the one thing that was most appealing to me was, like, a Thai chicken rice bowl or something like that just because yep. I, I like that kind of food. And, you know, it's not traditional NFL football fair, maybe. But, yeah, just even the regular, the other places, just nothing really jumped out to me that I saw.
1: Yeah, you know, there were some interesting sites like uh, Revival uh, fried yep. chicken. Yeah, and I still um, never
0: did see that, actually.
1: Uh, there's Kermarchuk stand, right. which, you know, if, if you're going to get, you know, a hot dog, then definitely go Kermarchuk's instead. So there were a couple, you know, nice local places like that that were nice to see included, but... Um, otherwise, um, the thing I was thinking is, um, to use the target field example again, you know, there's a lot of, like, public spaces you can go. There's right. Herbex, there's Town Ball Tavern, there's Barrio, where you can go in and actually, like, sit down. Right. I didn't really see anything like that for the public. Um, there's some,
0: I mean, just kind of some standing room, but not in terms yeah. of, you know, there's a few spots behind that. There's one bar we kind of checked out, the view of, um, you know, the Guthrie and the Gold Medal Flower Building and right. whatever, and some kind of big glass windows to, to look out. But, yeah, nothing... Not a whole lot of just little nooks and crannies like that, I guess.
1: Yeah, it didn't really seem like there were a lot of places to, you know, kind of go and hang out if you were there early or at halftime or whatever. It was just kind of like, I don't know, it seemed pretty. You know, for a new stadium, I, I guess utilitarian is kind of yeah. the word I would use. I mean, it, it wasn't really any kind of modern, uh, apart from the roof. It wasn't really kind of modern take on like a stadium. It was pretty much, the, and that extends to the the signage on the interior of the stadium and the right. information available to the public.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that. That's that's my biggest gripe. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got some things to say about that, but. uh, yeah, I mean, other food stuff. You know, the beer. I thought the beer options were good. Um you know, the, were the place we went had uh, a lot of local beers, whether on tap or in cans. So, if you're a craft beer fan, I don't think you'll be disappointed. I mean, I think, I think there's enough local options. Surly, mm-hmm. Summit, uh, Lift Bridge. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Was, was there even there was like uh, Castle Danger, Castle on, Danger tap. Yeah, Third north, yep, on tap? Castle Danger, yeah, way up north. Yeah, Third Street. Yeah, um, so a good number of options, Yeah, I mean, which de- de- definitely didn't have that at the Metrodome, for sure. For sure, yeah.
1: No, I think um, I think even uh, the craft beer is um, is more widely available than at Target Field. I, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I th- you don't have to go too far from a normal, like, concession stand that just has hot dogs, like, to be able to get a more upscale beer.
0: Right, there's which... a few different places. There's one behind... Behind the big scoreboard, behind one of the end zones, there's a pretty good place that uh, that we went. There's another one, one of the bigger bars that had mm-hmm. uh, quite a few different can selections. So if that's your thing and, you know, uh, if you're like us, it is something that's of interest at least. It's uh It's something definitely worth checking out and, you know, some good options there.
1: And that might be kind of an insider tip, actually, is that place that we went. Yeah,
0: that was was no wait really at all. because there's no
1: seats behind there. It's just behind the scoreboard um, on the downtown side. A lot of craft options, a couple draft options. And, yeah, we went right before halftime and waited like two, three people maybe. Right,
0: yeah, not bad at all. You mentioned, uh, I guess we'll get to my biggest issue with, with anything, really. You mentioned the lack of information on some of the scoreboards. No, we were sitting up, you know, on the 300 level, kind of in the corner of an end zone, I guess. So we could kind of see the scoreboard to our right a little bit. But I I was looking more so on the one across the field to the left. But for most of the game, I could not find for the life of me the only spot that we could find, the down and distance and and really the score, too. The score, was across the field, kind of right at the fifty, but a very, very small little scoreboard type thing. I don't even I like wouldn't even call it a scoreboard one in the stadium. Yeah, it was smaller <laughs> than the banner ads. I mean, it was—it mm-hmm. you know, was hard to see from where we were sitting. Yeah. And you know, on the scoreboard, once the play would start, they would put up the score. But then they also had the stats of each team. You know, like rushing yards, passing yards. Uh, you know, pass completion, all that kind of stuff. But they didn't have—and I never did find the uh, the. Well, let's see the yardage. Or the, the yard line yep. was like nowhere to be found.
1: Yeah, it, does, it didn't say that anywhere.
0: Yeah, which blows my mind. I mean, they had these huge screens and they're just not using them correctly. They have, sure, they have video of what's going on. And once a play starts, it'll say, you know, second and nine or whatever on the field, kind of mm-hmm. a, like on the line, you know, like if you're watching like the broadcast on TV. On TV. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's just like, it, it was not easy to find. And finally, they did change in the second half. They it, Originally, in the first half, was an out of town scoreboard. So they're showing other NFL games. But then they did change it to, you know, first and 10 on the 15 yard line. I think they had the yard line on that. I can't I'm pretty I, sure. I can't recall for sure. Yeah,
1: I think it was yeah, the um the 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 down and distance and then the yard line. Yep. I think. And then But I
0: don't think it had the score on that. Or maybe it No, it didn't it. have the score. But that, it's just it just blows my mind that in this day and mm-hmm. age that, you know, the, all the electronics and all the boards, they have all the banner things going on, that it was that difficult to find uh, to see the score or to see the yard line or whatever and Someone tweeted at me, like, well, just look on the field. Well, OK, yeah, yeah but mm-hmm. first of all, you'd look down at the field. You don't know what the down is or how, you know, you mm-hmm. maybe see how far they have to go. But if you're way up in the 300 level like we were, that's not easy to see any of that stuff.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, I know people are going to say, oh, look at the field. But, the, you know, if there's a penalty called right away, like, you want to know, like, right away, right. like, what the yard line is. Yeah, was.
0: what's it going to make it to be if it's a, you know, holding penalty or something like that or yeah, whatever the case. Exactly.
1: And, you know, that's just that's basic information that's always up at any NFL stadium, right? And that's just you know, that's just how it is. That's just what you expect to see,
0: right? And you know, some of these issues that the, the stadium has had, whether it was at the concert or or today at the game, you know, you can chalk it up to being you know a new stadium, still working out some of the bugs. That's just absolute lack of oversight, or mm-hmm. you know, oversight by the Vikings to not have that, not say, hey, we need to you know this needs to be something that fans can see readily, you know, wherever they're sitting in the stadium. So multiple locations have it prominently displayed. You um, even at the Metrodome it was easy enough to find, and that place was a dump. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> I mean, come on.
0: Even at the high school stadium.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: and it's funny, like,
1: you know, people sort of talk about that. There's so much like technology in stadiums or whatever that people aren't even watching the game. Right. You know. Well, it's like that's really not even the case here. It's just right. that they just simply didn't include this like yeah, most they, basic scoreboard.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're not asking for much. I mean, I don't. I don't yeah. need to see. You know, they were showing the, like, ranking the quarterbacks or ranking the, you know, different positions of based on how their performances were mm-hmm. on that day. And I get that fantasy football is, is huge and people are wanting to know how other players are doing. But, I mean, if you're going to a game, the the priority should be to know what's going on in that game first and then any other games is secondary.
1: Well, and isn't that what the Wi-Fi is for? too? Right. Well, yeah. and we can get
0: to that as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're just kind of steamrolling one thing into another. Here's, I mean, there's a lot, of, a lot of things to talk about, obviously. Yeah. but. Um, but yeah, just I don't know that that completely blew my mind that it was that difficult to find any of that information.
1: Yeah, it was very strange. Like the you know the game just keeps going on and you keep looking for something and right. it's you know it just wasn't to be found except in very obscure, hard to read areas.
0: You mentioned the Wi-Fi. Uh, why don't we discuss that a little bit? Mm-hmm. That was something I think people at the concerts were saying and the soccer game were saying that was an issue too. And it seems yep. like we're still working some of the bugs out of that because early on it was actually pretty good uh, up in our seats and in, mm-hmm. th- in section 306. Uh, you know, I was posting a few pictures and wasn't really having any trouble with that. And, um, uh, but then, yeah, second half, I don't know if it was cause we moved locations or where, you know, if it mattered where we were in the stadium, but it was, it was a struggle to get any kind of Wi-Fi signal. And it really, I think you didn't have any cell phone signal for a while, right? It said no service in our seats. Yeah. Right. I didn't
1: have any, any service at all. And then, um, I think later on once we moved then I had like maybe one or two bars, yeah. but then the Wi Fi just kind of conked it was out or
0: spotty wouldn't load at best, yeah. Yeah. wouldn't
1: even load tweets or anything. Right. You know, it wasn't like I was, you know, uploading a movie or anything. Right. Like it was, you know, just kind of basic service that it wasn't wasn't getting. And supposedly it's in there's hot spots in like every handrail and, and, mm-hmm. and everywhere and um so I don't know if it's just you know obviously that's a thing that could be pretty buggy and hard right. to work out. Um but Yeah, so far it doesn't seem to be all that useful everywhere.
0: And I get that, you know, it's 66,000 people, so that's that's Mm -hmm. a lot of people to get Wi-Fi to, and uh, there's going to inevitably be some issues. But in this day and age, you know, everybody's on their cell phone. Everybody's using them during the games, or, you know, almost everybody is. Um, You know, they're trying to check scores or... Post pictures to social media, whatever the case may be. So people are using it, and if they're going to be touting it as having you know this good Wi-Fi, which I, I can't recall exactly how the Vikings sold it as if you know if it was really good Wi-Fi or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it's just it's something that it it has to be part of it now, and I. You know, I don't use the target field Wi-Fi all that often, and that's also, you know, half the number of people, or maybe a third of of the number of people is at at the Vikings game. But, you know, that seems to be less buggy than than at US Bank Stadium. But, again, you know, it's the first football game there. So I'm willing to give that a pass and and assume that they can maybe get uh, get that figured out a little bit. Yeah, and... um, you know, just
1: like with the scoreboard, you know they did make an adjustment and, you right. know, and put it else. I think else, they saw my so tweet about the scoreboard. By the I way, I'm, I'm taking you. the credit
0: for the for the change on that. I think
1: that absolutely was all you. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that there's definitely going to be uh, you know some improvements made. Um, obviously, there's not a whole lot of time before the next one. They, they right. play again there on Thursday, and then you know, Thursday, the season starts in right. yeah. ten oh, days after days. that. So um, hard
0: knocks coming to town. So you that's see right. it, uh, if you have HBO, you can see the the new stadium kind of some behind the scenes stuff I'm guessing maybe not on, mm-hmm. uh, on hard knocks
1: at least the locker room probably yeah,
0: that's true mm-hmm.
1: uh, I don't know what the visitor's locker room is like well, I assume it's nice
0: yeah probably not too bad yeah probably nicer nice than in the, the dome yeah <laughs> probably nicer <laughs> than
1: the charger's home locker room I have not Falcon been in that Stadium. but I'll
0: take your word for that yeah
1: um, so yeah that's you know, some exciting stuff but uh, not a whole lot of time to really right um, get her done and there's there's already been some some glitches
0: they are on the road, I think, the first week of the regular season. And then they're, then it's the Packers, oh, right. though. So, I mean, just, oh, man, just think of that place. I don't know how many Packer fans there will be just because I imagine a lot of Vikings fans are going to keep their tickets and not sell them to Packer fans, or at least I would hope that. But mm-hmm. they're going to make their way in there. You know, there's no doubt. There's even yeah, there's man. more Chargers fans today than I thought there would be. And, uh, you know, even, the Chargers yeah. are a very uh, obscure, random team to be rooting <laughs> for here in Minnesota. But, you know, mm-hmm. you imagine the, the biggest rival right next door, it's... Oof, I don't think I'd want to be walking around that concourse for the Vikings-Packers game. I don't
1: think so. There were some, uh, <laughs> there were some Green Bay fans there today. Yeah, though, there was a couple of trolls reason.
0: and Aaron Rodgers jerseys yep. right? and a Clay Matthews jersey. That's yep. another thing I wanted to mention. The NFL, is, <laughs> the NFL games are maybe, outside of the state fair, the best spot for people watching. Absolutely, uh, it was unbelievable <laughs> today. You got the the grown man in the full face paint. We saw the one guy with like the full body armor, or whatever that was, like the the shield and the yeah, big like a sword Spartan thing, or yeah. Something. Which was not a Viking at all. I didn't, I didn't quite get that. I, I
1: think maybe all the Vikings costumes have been taken, so <laughs> he he started doing <laughs> he that. He ran out of options, I guess. Yeah. I don't know,
0: but uh, just the number of random jerseys that we saw too. I'm trying to remember some of my favorite ones. We saw Leroy Horde. A couple Toby Gerhardt jerseys. Mm -hmm. Sadly, and I knew this was going to happen, we saw two Darren Sharper jerseys. Now, if you're, uh, there's probably no chance those two idiots are listening to this podcast, but if you have a Darren Sharper jersey, please throw it away or burn it or get rid of it. Uh, Do literally anything but wear it. But wear it it in public. Just, oh my God, I couldn't believe that. Well, I mean, Mm -hmm. I guess I could, sadly, but uh, what else did we see? We saw some Christian Ponders. Yeah. some other I'm trying to think of some other really random ones we saw. Yeah. Um they were uh, they were out there for <laughs> Joe sure. Webb. Joe Webb, yeah. Joey Bosa. We saw Joey Bosa <laughs> Chargers jersey, <laughs> which might have been one of my favorites. Joey Bosa, yeah.
1: Oh boy. Um I don't remember the other Vikings. There Just were some a, yeah. some all timers,
0: you know. There was oh, there were multiple Chris Walsh jerseys. Chris Walsh, yeah. I saw Jimmy Klein saucer eighty five jersey. Yeah. What
1: was that Moss eighteen? Oh, or Randy, something. yeah.
0: Th- I was trying to figure out what that was. I don't know, was it eighteen? I don't know if he wore a different jersey and like you know in training camp of yeah, his rookie year or did. something, yeah. Mm-hmm. But man, if you it's, know, tweet at us. Yeah, if that's you, let us know mm-hmm. at T Three Sports on Twitter. By the way, and Todd is at Word of Todd. I should have thrown that out there earlier. But yeah, it's uh man. We I mean, there was a while we just kind of stood in the concourse and watched people walk by, and <laughs> that was that was as entertaining as the game, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was awesome.
1: Well, they were. Um, yeah, it's like we're we were talking about this, but it's you know it's such a different crowd than any other team. Oh, in town. absolutely. Or it's any other
0: sport. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It's way even football. It's way different than Gopher football. Oh yeah, absolutely. way different. Right. Um, I don't know. It's it's amazing that um, and it's expensive. It is. You know, and it was like all walks of life were there right. and buying twenty five dollar nacho buckets.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the uh, family next to us had that big bucket. It looked like a. I mean, it was literally like a bucket with it was nachos th- and, chi- and some type of meat. Like,
1: and picture an average, like, bathroom sink, and it was literally the <laughs> size of that.
0: It was uh, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, it was, that was absurd.
1: Uh, I mean, I've seen big stadium food before. Like, yeah. that's the trend. I've never seen no, anything I like didn't that. No, I haven't either.
0: It's not, it's, I mean, it I mean, tops those, uh, like, the big helmet nachos at Target Field. Oh, easily. about twice the size of that.
1: Easily, yeah. You yeah. could dump two helmets worth in that thing.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so lots of random jerseys. You know, it was good people watching, but I think... You know, we'll we'll get to some of the positives here in a second, but i I think after a lot of the things that we experienced, I would say that you know, and this has always kind of been my stance that watching games at home is much more enjoyable than mm-hmm. in person but yeah and, th- and today didn't change any of that from not not that I expected it would, but mm-hmm. well there i so for all the griping that we've done, there was a few positives that that uh, I experienced. What were, or maybe one or two of the biggest pluses, or, or a couple of your favorite things about that stadium?
1: Um, I will say that um, for being where we were, which was the second to last row in the upper level, those seats weren't that bad. No, oh. um, you know it was a very steep climb to get there, it was, but yeah. that does produce a pretty good sightline. Right. Um, you know it wasn't anywhere close to obstructed or anything like that. So um, it does seem to be that there. Aren't any horrendous seats in the house. Obviously, right. some are much better than others, but
0: um, yeah, we should, we paid 28 bucks for 28 fellas. bucks. Yeah, I mean, can't argue with the price, Not really, for bad. an NFL game.
1: Yeah, um, and then I, I guess uh, sort of the feel of it. We sort of alluded to it earlier with um, you know, with how much light that it lets in. You know, it was kind of a pleasant. Um, place to be in, whether than, you know, the Metrodome where you felt like it, you were in, you know, in such a sterile, right. you know, closed probably off environment. Probably felt
0: like there was asbestos all over the place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you
1: know, you still felt uh, like you were a little bit a part of the city still because you could see it and there was plenty of light. And, you know, you could even feel the warmth of the sun. It was right. warm in parts. I actually so had my sunglasses so. on for a while. You yeah. did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say those are probably the, the two biggest positives.
0: Yeah, I would I would say the natural light was was kind of a cool thing. Um, you know, I didn't know what that was going to be like. I didn't know, you know, there were still parts of the like our seats were not in the light at all or not in the sun at all. Um, mm-hmm. We were only in those seats for the first half. Um, but if you were in the sun, it was nice. And it, you know, it, like you said, it was warm. And I can imagine on you know in the winter time when it's, you know, if it's a nice sunny day, you know, to be sitting indoors in a short sleeve shirt with the sun beating mm-hmm. down on you. Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of nice. I imagine I it would that. be pretty nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that was kind of cool just to see how that that interplayed with the stadium and the glass and all that oh i wanted to mention before i get to my other part that i i thought was cool so they have they touted the other day they made a big deal about it with the media that they had the windows at the end of the stadium that oh, opened yeah. like between you know out to downtown and they can slide these windows open they weren't open they weren't today open. if they're not going to be open on a beautiful you know 80 degree day when are they going to open them yeah I, that, I did not understand that
1: yeah that. That was just puzzling. I mean, I I sort of forgot about it, like it was an afterthought. Right. I was like, oh yeah, those will be open because it's you know beautiful August day. Um,
0: yeah, not was, so much. That was bizarre. And I wonder if maybe they're just they're trying to get the temperature regulated and kind of figure all that out for what it's yeah. like on a regular day. And I don't know. That that was my guess. It's just that that's trying to trying to get the hang of it a little bit on the first you know football game there. But yeah. I, I just um, the more I think about it, I don't know how many games are going to really be able to have those open for. Because you get into the, you know November, December, they're not going to have them open for yeah. sure. I mean if, if you're well, lucky, September, I the guess. September ones, yeah.
1: But that that's about it, right? And are you, I guess once they open those, those will be beyond where you scan your ticket, so you could just walk in those. I think then? so.
0: Yeah, I was trying to, I forgot to kind of get a good look at where exactly that was. I think it was a little bit to the right of where we walked yeah. in. But yeah, so that you know, if they're open, if you already had scanned your ticket, like you said, I mean anybody can go in that way. So. Um, they, maybe that's one of the reasons why they have the ticket scanning where they do, just to kind of let that yeah. feature, you know, play out if if they do have them open. Yeah, but I mean,
1: there's there's no way we could have missed it. I mean they right they if they were, were open closed. we
0: would have known. Yeah. yeah, but they yeah they were absolutely mm-hmm. closed today, which uh, was a little bit puzzling because it was a beautiful day today. But yeah, anyway, anyway, my other favorite part uh, for a good part of probably most of the fourth quarter, we actually went down to the other end zone from where the main entrance was and just kind of stood and watched. And the idea of having standing room at a at a football game. Or at a Vikings game, I should say. You know, compared to the Metrodome, it was the same thing at Target Field, where, you know, you can walk around the whole ballpark and see it. And we walked down to that other end zone, and we watched almost the whole fourth quarter, just standing there. There's a little drink rail right there at the very, you know, behind the last row of seats in that section, and we were pretty close down to the, or pretty close to the field, all things considered. And mm-hmm. you know, great sight lines. You could see downtown Minneapolis. Uh, the sun was coming in again there. I had my sunglasses on for a bit. Just a cool spot. Like you know, if you if you can pay for upper deck tickets and come down and and watch the game there for a little bit, it's that's awesome. Yeah, that was tremendous.
1: I mean, that had a great time just standing there.
0: Yeah, that was that was one of the best parts.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it's um you know what it's going to be like for a regular season game. Right. If you know you need to be there when the gates open, you know to get that sort Claim of spot. spot or something. Yeah, yeah. or if they're going to sell standing room in that spot, I don't really know what their, their right. ticketing is like. But yeah, if if you can, you know, if you got nosebleed seats and you don't mind standing. I'd say head to that spot.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, bathrooms yeah. close by, concession yep. stand close by.
0: Yeah, there's a bar right across the way from it. Mm-hmm. And we actually even the part, the spot, uh, kind of by the big scoreboard at the other end. Um, it was up on the upper deck level, but there's good views from up there too. So really, yeah. at either end behind the end zones, if you can find some standing room area, it's that's a great spot. I mean, that's, that'd be one of my go-to mm-hmm. spots if I was going to games here.
1: Yeah, um, uh, less standing room spots probably than Target Field, which right. has you know the open concourse all the way around. Um, you can you know pretty much stand anywhere in target field and, and see the field, um, but the ones that they do have, it seemed like, were, were pretty pi- prime places to watch.
0: Yeah, and the concourse was open, I think, probably about, what, 75% of the way, because there's that one yeah. side across the way from where we were, where it was, you walked in the concourse, you could not see the, uh, you know, onto the field, but the rest of the way, it was at least open, um, you know, maybe a little too high up to see down on the field unless you got up close to it, but... Uh-huh. Just to, you know, even have the open to the seats and open to the sun and all that stuff. I mean, that's that's one of the biggest differences, you know, from the Metrodome, just having that openness.
1: Yeah, it was always like you were going to. You know, you're going to a completely different part, you know, right. in the stadium when when you went up there, and now it's like you know, for most of it, you you do feel a little bit more connected.
0: One other thing, now that I think about it, that I was going to mention is the TV screens around the concourse. I was not overly mm-hmm. impressed with. Yeah, that was weird. There was not as many as I thought, and they were really small. Yeah, I mean, they for how you know, I don't know. I just like we there's a couple times where we were either getting a drink or just walking around and, and kind of checking things out, and we hear some we hear something happen in the stadium, and we'd kind of look up. To see the replay of it. And once or twice I looked up and I couldn't find a TV mm-hmm. nearby. And then when I did, they were pretty high up and pretty small. I mean, that part was uh, a little underwhelming. Yeah, there
1: were, there were a couple spots where they had like four screens together where you could like yeah. stand and you'll yep. get a really good view. But um, otherwise, I feel like at, at others, there's like, you know, one at the end of each concession stand facing in. So right. that when you're waiting there, you know, you can see what's going on. Right. And we were waiting there at that um, beer stand at the end. and. Vikings scored a touchdown, you know, yep. fireworks went off.
0: <laughs> scared the crap had, out of us. Had no idea what was <laughs> going on
1: cuz we couldn't, you know, right. see a screen.
0: So yeah, I don't know anything else uh before we kind of sum up our experience. Anything else that stood out to you good or bad that we um, didn't talk about?
1: Well, if you want to take the light rail back, um yep, I would Don't. say yeah, don't, you know, if you can walk, great. If you can't, you know, head into the longhouse or um Day Block brewery day block Hubert's, yeah. you know, something like that cuz it's going to take a long time yep. to to get out of there. The trains were definitely packed ticket. on
0: the way back. They drove yep. past us. We mm-hmm. we did walk back to our car, but they were jamming them in there like sardines.
1: Yep, for sure. Um other than that, um, I thought it was a little weird um the seats all seemed to move like if somebody like in the row like uh, got up I guess or down. I didn't notice that. It seemed like they moved a little bit huh, like they okay. were all like mounted on one huh like bar or something. Yeah, I would
0: have to, I'd have to Check that again. I didn't. Okay. I didn't feel that at all. I yeah. guess, but maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention. And the bathrooms. The bathrooms are a little awkward.
1: The bathrooms are so w- laid like, out not weird. that
0: I expected there to be no lines because there's always going to be lines. Mm-hmm. But then just the layout of, especially the last one we went to, you go in. There's urinals to the left, stalls to the right. But then there's also urinals behind the stalls that you know you couldn't really see. Yeah, so I think like, there's a couple of cases where you so just it's like where do I wait here? Yeah. You know which one? Am they had I multiple entrances for? to the bathroom, so it was just kind of awkward to figure out who goes next, and I don't know. So, the, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's not as big of a deal in the grand scheme of it, but it was, you know, it's something that to take into account. It was just it was a couple of odd layouts in the bathrooms. Yeah, it
1: seemed like, I mean, like you know, we talked about the footprint. Um, right. They really need to, to be like that? Like, the, it's not like they're so. trying to, like, cram it in between, like, other buildings. I right, mean, they, right, I feel like they could have made it, you know, a little bit more of a normal shape, and some of these issues would have been. Um, a little bit negated because, like, you'd walk in in one corner on the concourse, and it'd be a completely different shape than the other one. Right. It's, I don't think that was really a necessity, not an architect, but.
0: We could call uh, our good friend Sonny. He is an architect. He is an architect. He could, uh, he could maybe help us out. Mm-hmm. But next time.
1: Get some blueprints.
0: We'll get an architectural podcast next time. Just break <laughs> down the, all the architecture of the stadiums.
1: Now that one is going to get some listens. <laughs> <lessons. laughs> yeah. That one will get some listens.
0: So where do you rank this on, in terms of all the, the arenas or stadiums in uh, in the Twin Cities here? So we have US Bank Stadium, Target mm. Field, which we talked about, Target Center, and the XL Energy Center, and T C Bank Stadium. So those, I would say those five, uh, how would you rank those five?
1: Boy, Um That's a tough one. I would say I would probably rank target field first. And I would probably go uh, TCF and then XL, US Bank,
0: Target Center. I I would flip my second and third. So target field is number one for me. I'd actually put the X number two Mm -hmm. and then TCF Bank three. Uh, and then U.S. Bank Stadium four ahead of Target Center. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's Target Center renovations coming down the pipes, but I don't know. I'm still not convinced uh, that the renovations are going to really make it into At a so much you, know, you a, a legit arena. But mm-hmm. uh, they did get a new scoreboard though; that looks pretty nice. That does look nice. Yeah.
1: yeah. Cons- uh, concourses, concourse width is another big concern at target with, with Center. that place yep, and yep. i'm not sure how much that's going to be addressed i'm right. sure some
0: i mean it yeah. is only 18,000 there compared to you know 66,000 but yeah mm-hmm. it's certainly something to, to keep in mind but yeah, yeah i mean target field there's one or two spots where the concourses and granted the twins haven't been drawing a huge uh, right. numbers lately so that's maybe not been as much of an issue there's a few point a few points where it bottlenecks kind of down that right field corner uh, if you're going yeah. from home plate towards right field, right at that corner there before you turn to towards the gates, it gets kind of pinched there. And a few other spots. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's, that's number one. That's the the gem of the Twin Cities, in my opinion. And granted, I've spent more time there mm-hmm. than any of the other ones. But And then, uh, what, what was my – oh, the X. Uh, it's amazing that – I think the X is – is it 20 years old? Um, it opened – 15 years old? Their
1: first season was 2000, I think. 2000, okay, 2001. Okay, so it's so over, 15,
0: th- f- over 15 years old. Yep. And it's – I mean, it's – you would think it's brand new. I mean, it's has not aged a bit. Hold up very Amazingly, well. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I always enjoy going there for concerts or or games.
1: I guess we could um, include uh, Williams and Oh, well, yeah, too. if you want to
0: get if you want to go that. Um, I'd have to, yeah, I don't know that's my tough. rankings for that.
1: Williams has a similar problem to Target Center in that those are probably the two worst venues to get in and out of. Right. Williams is probably the worst.
0: In terms of, terms the, of just the concourses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do, I will say, I love the charm of Williams Arena and the yes. history of it. And just, it's so unique, you know, once you're in the seating bowl area and everything. And so as much as the concourses are terrible and there's, like, no food options really at all there and just mm-hmm. you know, a lot of issues there, to, once you're in, and if it's a good atmosphere, Williams Arena is a great place to watch a game.
1: Yeah. If there's a good game and you just want to watch basketball, it's hard to do any better than yeah, Williams.
0: absolutely. mm mm-hmm. And then Mariucci, you know, I'll, I'll give it that it is pretty nice for college hockey. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I like the. It's kind of cool that it's just the one, the one bowl or the one, uh, you know, section or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, one level. Um, and you know, having the concourse open all, all the way around is pretty cool too.
1: Yeah, that that must have been like really amazing when it opened. Yeah, when like, did
0: that place open? I'm trying to think.
1: I want to say '90. Is it I that say recently? Okay. I think yeah. it was
0: older than that, but yeah, for for that time, I would imagine. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would have been great.
1: Yeah, but otherwise, yeah, it is pretty and and part of it is just comparison you right. know if other arenas in town it's pretty right you can't compare plain. it to the
0: X. I mean yeah, it's, mm-hmm. yeah. but
1: f- yeah for college hockey it's right. hard to do much better
0: and target center uh, i don't know what to say about that place
1: definitely in need of renovation yeah
0: it needs some tlc mm-hmm. let's be honest here
1: so hopefully that'll uh
0: hopefully that'll make a coming. difference yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, as we do every podcast, we do our T three top three list. Uh, we thought about doing something stadium related. I suppose we could have ranked our, our in in town stadiums here for our top yeah, three, but we, we branched out a little bit. Uh, yeah. We alluded to the state fair that is going on right now here in the great state of Minnesota. Oh, by the way, this is our first podcast from our new Minneapolis studio. That's right. Yeah, I forgot new, uh, to mention that off the uh, off the Emerson the top of the show. Avenue studio. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. It's a very prestigious location. A lot of podcasts have been uh, recorded here in over the years. It was hard Actually, to get in here. Yeah, you know, yeah.
1: we're on a waiting list. We for know a long, people. Long time. Yeah, we know people. Yeah.
0: But uh, anyway, yeah, new location here, but uh, same great sound that you're always uh, you always used to. So hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, as I was saying, we do our T3 top 3 list and we decided to go state fair again. I think last year we did actually do our top 3 state fair foods. Pretty sure. Uh so we decided to change it up a little bit. Uh thanks with some help from your wife. Uh top 3 things to your top 3 favorite things to see at the fair. So not necessarily food, but whether it's an attraction or a different building or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually thought of mine yet, so I'm gonna be kinda going to be kind of going on, a, on yeah. a whim here. But i going to be uh, it a little bit. Yeah, that's okay. Mm-hmm. If you have a number three, feel free to go ahead.
1: Yeah, I, I don't have mine in a particular order, so okay. um, I'll just go ahead and toss one out there. Um, I like to go see, um, not to mention a rival on the air, but I like to go see K Fan. Okay. Um, you know,. Um, Depending on when you're there, whether you can see a live broadcast, you know, I think that's that's always fun to see. Even right. though it's it's just radio, um, you know, it's kind of if you're a, a fan of KFAN, it's it's kind of cool to it's see atmosphere there. Know, yeah, yeah to, to see it happen and lots of people, you know, come. Take a look, and they always have some some fun merchandise available. So right. um, that's definitely always on my list.
0: You did not get a shirt this year, you said, right? I did get a shirt. Oh, you did? Okay. Mm-hmm. But what? it was just a K-Fan shirt. Right. was okay. one of the... You didn't get the Blocked by Brew. Did not. You didn't get the Beaver. Did not. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, that's all right. I'm not... A, still time, if you want to go back. If I was
1: Blocked by Brew, then <laughs> so I, I have absolutely Brew, would Brew,
0: obviously, Tim Brewster, the uh, former Gophers coach, current uh, tight end. No, what is he? Tight ends coach in, uh, in, at Florida State? He was um, tight end coach in Denver. Some some coordinator of some sort. I can't remember. I think he is tight end He's a coach, coach in again. tally, as he'll let you know. Uh-huh. Uh, trying to win that natty.
1: Another great day in tally. Yeah.
0: So uh, anyway, I am blocked by Tim Brewster, but uh that's neither here nor there uh my number three this is you might think i'm weird for this but the fine arts building i don't know if you oh. ever go in there it's uh it's mostly you know either paintings or photography i love the photography aspect of it i'm like i'm an amateur photographer who you know don't enter any contests or anything like that really but i love taking pictures for fun i take drone pictures too and there actually was a drone picture in the uh in the oh, nice. exhibit this year so it's it's cool. I mean, it's like a little museum, you know, and you're you're already paying for your admission to the fair, so you might as well kind of see some art and do some, some kind of off-the-wall things like that. Or not off-the-wall, but, you know, off the beaten path a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not something that is on everybody's list, but, uh, you know, my wife and I enjoy going in there and checking out all the, you know, talented artists from Minnesota. These aren't professionals by any means. Maybe some of them are, but it's a lot of people who just submit them to the fair and I uh, you know, that some of them win ribbons and all that good stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of cool to check out, uh, you know, especially the photography for me. There's a couple sculptures and and some of that stuff too. So that's I know, that's something. The last handful of years, I've I've gotten more into.
1: Nice, yeah. I've always you um, don't
0: do that one at all. I've been in there a couple
1: times. Okay, so it's never it's not like you a dabble? must do. Yeah, yeah. I always kind of forget that it's there. Right. Um, I guess my number two, uh, this is kind of dumb, but I always like to go into the grandstand and yeah. see, like, the um, like All the merchandise. The yeah, I didn't get a chance
0: to do that this year.
1: Yeah, it's always like, you know, there's, like, some weird, like, demonstration going on. Right. You know. and
0: Like the, uh, what was it? Vitamix. I saw that guy doing that. Oh, we, yeah. we ran in there to use the restroom, and I saw the guy doing the Vitamix uh, spiel.
1: Yeah. It's impressive there, like, you know, how they have the, the energy to, like, keep doing that over and over <laughs> again, even though, like, nobody <laughs> ever buys that stuff. Right, right. Um, so it's always fun to see and you might see, you know, a product you've never seen before or right. um, occasionally people have like handmade crafts in there that are kind of neat so and it's it's always kind of a good like in between thing like if you're going to be there for a few hours, right. you know, kind of go and just wander around and you know mix up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You, know, have you ever like, bought anything the from there? I don't think I have. I know my parents have.
0: Are they? I don't know if I have either.
1: I don't think that I
0: have. Yeah. Yeah. Man, okay, now I'm stumped. I know my number one. I'm trying to think of what my number two would be. Um, I'll, I'll kind of cheat here and, and say the animal barns in general, um, but the fattest pig in particular. Oh, yeah. It's always it's a tradition. You got to go see the fattest pig. I think this year's weighed 1,200 pounds or something like that, Jeez. which is a lot of bacon. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I just I get a kick out of what I like. The other day when we were there yesterday, I just seeing you know, there's so many people in the state of Minnesota who do farm, and it's just such a foreign world to me and to you and to mm-hmm. you know a lot of people we know growing up here in the city and in the suburbs and just to see you know what they you know even just throughout the fair you know they're they're sweeping up and they're doing the hay and you know we saw a couple of people taking naps on cots that were literally right next to the animal things i was <laughs> like i i don't think i could do that yeah but I, you know i always like seeing the animals and uh, you know the, we did the cows and the horses and the a few of the pigs the pig barn stunk yeah, uh, not surprisingly, but it yeah. seemed like it was worse than usual. But I don't know. I always get a kick out of going through the animal barns.
1: Yeah, um, I did put that on my list just because it's not my favorite thing, but we do always usually go because my yeah. wife wants to see it, and um, it is amazing and uh, sort of a reminder of like what most of the state is yeah. like. Yeah, you know that's not Hennepin County. Right. Um, yeah, these, these. You know, it's it's amazing to see people like, you know, bringing animals that like they've raised. You they are like, so amazingly proud. Oh, absolutely. I had a good friend in college who uh,
0: did that at the Wisconsin State Fair. They would show their cows, and I remember the one year I went to the Wisconsin State Fair, his family had their cows there, and it was fun to watch him, like, you know, getting the cow ready and doing, you know, I don't know if they brushed it or whatever they did just to kind of clean it up for the show, you know, when they show them, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, so and we saw what did we see? Someone with a chicken on a leash yesterday. <laughs> we also saw some guy carrying animal guts through one of the barns. That was kind of gross. All right. Um, so it's interesting. I mean, it's it's fun.
1: Um, an honorable mention one would be the pet barn. Oh, uh, yeah. we me. didn't get there this year the, with the dogs. Yeah, pets some yeah. dogs and see some agility and stuff. That's kind of cool. My number one is the University of Minnesota booth. Uh, we can known. see any number of trophies. They have Paul Bunyan actually this year. Um, that wasn't there. Oh, well, that's weird. Actually, um, governor's victory I? bell. Oh boy, hey. is it still broken? Um, <laughs> it seemed like they glued it back together. <laughs> it seemed couldn't Duct touch t- it, maybe. but it, it seemed fine. Um, men's hockey Big Ten conference trophy, uh, women's hockey national championship trophy. I don't have time to mention all of them. Didn't have the there. men's
0: hockey national championship from like fifty years ago, or whenever it was last.
1: Oh, that's only the current ones. Oh no, I'm thinking of football. The last Big Ten championship. Only okay. current ones. Yeah, so um, yeah, you can see all sorts of champions. Bucky was there yesterday. Bucky Badger. That's what I hear. I stayed away from there until later, so there wouldn't be an incident. I didn't want to get banned from the fair.
0: Yeah, that's probably probably Um, in your best interest.
1: But I got some sunglasses. I got some giveaway sunglasses. Uh, My wife got a water bottle. So great day. Uh, That's too bad. Great day. My number
0: one kind of is similar to my number two, but it's a different building and it's a different. Thing is the uh, the Miracle of Birth Center. I don't know if you ever go in there. I've never, been in there. never been in there. You've no. never been in there, really. Yeah. Just not your thing? I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> cool. It's so if you haven't been to the Minnesota State Fair, or if you're like Todd and you've never been in there, mm. Miracle of Birth Center is where they have all the baby animals, including some that you can watch being born there. Like we've seen pigs be born in years past. We didn't see any being born this year, but you know, they have piglets that are like a day old or maybe even hours old. They have little baby cows, little baby sheep. Uh, so that's fun to see. But it's also, my wife loves it. It's like her favorite thing. So I enjoy watching her getting all excited about all the mm-hmm. animals and stuff. And there's little baby ducks. They're super cute and, you know, all that good stuff. And yeah. I don't know. It's it's something, uh, you know, something fun. Yeah. I don't know. The more I think about it, maybe it's not my number one, but it's it's always a highlight. So Definitely it, one it, of it's the in the top Top three. ones. But, yeah, yeah it's yeah. I'd recommend it next year.
1: Yeah. It should probably go in there. It's just so many other foods to eat so, well
0: right there's a lot a lot of things to do in only so much time
1: mm-hmm. but well, i did not mention the midway where i was cheated out of a prize this year oh yet i again. didn't hear that story
0: so it, you do this
1: you know it's like the, the gun the machine gun you got oh, like a yeah. hundred shots yep. you know and you got to shoot the entire red star out of the uh the, oh, the, the center
0: but yeah yeah, yeah yep. it's got
1: to be like completely gone you know and so I'm and it's hard to see because it's down there and it's dark. Right. And so you're trying to do your best. And I'm like, you know, working around it, you know, trying to shoot it out or whatever. And he pulls it back and it's like hanging by like literally like a thread <laughs> of paper, like just this little corner of the star that I could never have seen. You know, And it's, it's always something like that. Like it's just bare. What would you
0: have won if you was it the poop emoji hat that I saw a <laughs> bunch of people wearing?
1: No, those were easy to win. Oh, were they? Um, it was uh, my wife wanted to have a. a a Pokemon, like a big stuffed oh Pokemon for a classroom. Oh, a okay. All right, fair enough. So she wanted to have, because you know, kids are really into Pokemon yeah. Go these days. Yeah. So yeah. she wanted me to win her one of those, and I, of course, failed. And I failed to You could probably just win buy prizes. one for like $2 online. Well, yeah, but then you don't have the satisfaction <laughs> of having to really accomplish well, something yeah. like winning a prize at a carnival. By shooting a gun, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is so in my character, <laughs> <Right>. too. <laughs>
0: it's right up your alley. I mm-hmm. uh, love the state fair. Kind of sad I'm only going once, but I don't know.
1: Yeah. I, it's expensive, friend, though. It is expensive. And um, it's hard to, even when you're there like a whole day, yeah. it's hard to do everything. It's tiring. You want to do. Yeah. You know, it's like, I can't just, there's so many things I want to eat, and I can't just eat one thing after another. Right, like right. at 30 years old, it's just not <laughs> in the cards anymore. Um, but it's always a great time.
0: Yeah. It is indeed. And uh, yeah, we appreciate everybody for tuning in uh, to listening to our thoughts on the new U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, you may disagree with us. It seemed in general like most people thought it was a pretty cool place. I ran into a, a guy I knew who was talking about how great it was. Most people were kind of raving about it. I think a few people were griping about the lines and the you know, I heard one guy saying, Oh, this line has moved in forever. Blah blah blah. So mixed mixed emotions, but yeah. uh you know, overall it seemed like more certainly more positive positivity than negativity. Um so yeah, we just we tried to give our honest opinion, Todd's unbiased opinion as a <laughs> as a non Vikings fan, my opinion as a Vikings fan. Um so you know, that, that's what we thought about it. Uh, mm. Let us know what you think about it. If you have been already or if you plan to go, at T3 Sports, you can find us on Twitter. Todd is at Word of Todd. I am at TylerMason21. Uh, Todd and I will be out of town. We'll be in Denver next week. We should do a Denver edition podcast.
1: Yeah, we might be able to, yeah. to arrange something. We'll see. I don't yeah. know. Get a mobile setup. I
0: don't we? Br- yeah, we don't want to bring this whole uh, little bring setup that we track. have here. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes We'd, from a brewery or something yeah. out there. We
1: can... We're going to assemble something.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, appreciate uh, everybody for tuning in. And if you made it uh, to the end of this podcast, you get a gold star. So uh, send us, tweet us your address. We'll mail you that gold star. Uh, and you can put Literally. it wherever you want. Yeah. We'll send you. <laughs> yeah, we will. I'm, we'll not, this, I'm not bluffing here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, anybody, uh, anyway, <laughs> thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, we'll talk to you next time.